0: Welcome to the Slaughterhouse. Why should should I do do that that when I can do do this? this. Every time I touch your face.
1: Once again when the coin is tossed, lands upon the sea. This is how we folk on the north side. Every syllable must be heard.
0: Two, three, four, five, six. Hello welcome to British Trap by Track. I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Peace from The Slaughterhouse, recorded sometime between 1999 and 2000, uh, released on the 18th of February 2001. Uh, It was made available as a single uh, on that date, um, but it had previously been streamed on the 4th of March 2000. Um, And it had also been available for sale on Prince's Tour in 2001, which started on the 14th of April 2001. The B-side was 2045 Radical Man, which had also already been made available before uh, this release because it was on the uh, soundtrack to Bamboozled. On the track, you've got Prince, Mr. Hayes, and Larry Graham. Uh, The track is 5 Minutes 34, and joining me to talk about today is Stan Ferguson. Hello, Stan. Hello. Uh, Now, in terms of a genre, I'm going to say this is like early 2000 Prince rap, Um, although there is, I mean, there's a kind of drunken introduction from uh, what I'm assuming is Mr. Hayes, and a drunken outro as well. Uh, where they they seem to be having fun at the fact that obviously Prince at this time when he was recording this track he was not known as Prince Um, and it's worth saying as well that Peace was originally intended to be um, the name of the fourth New Power Generation album uh, that would have been released in the year 2000, Um, there were only five tracks that anyone knew were going to be on it including 2045 Radical Man Um, and then there was also stuff like Daisy Chain, Gamilla Northside, those all ended up you know, on uh, Chocolate Invasion and uh, Slaughterhouse. Um, so, you know, it's not like there's uh, there's other tracks that were unreleased that uh, we haven't heard. All the tracks that were released, uh, you know, have already been heard from, you know, that, that proposed album. I'm not quite sure why Prince didn't decide to put out, like, one final New Power Generation project, but, um, you know, he, he didn't. Uh, so technically speaking, this is a track by the New Power Generation, which in this case consists of Symbol... And, you know, whoever was touring with him at the time. Um, But, I mean, not really a new Power Generation song. You know, like, when it turned up on Slaughterhouse, it was basically just credited to Prince. So, you know, it's kind of... It's just one of those weird things where around this time, Prince was recording stuff under a couple of different names. Um, So, but then when stuff was put on collections and, you know, released on albums and stuff, it just all ended up being credited to Prince. I think once Prince had changed his name back, he wasn't... That bothered about promoting stuff to do with symbol, um, even if the guitar he was playing at the time was symbol shaped. So, <laughs> so it's not like that ever went away. Like he still kept that as part of his branding, like all the way to the end. Like there was always, you know, the symbol guitar, or you know, he'd have the symbol on the uh, drum skin, or like there's so, there's so many things like uh, about the kind of, or even just have the symbol on his mic stand, like. So it's not like the branding of the symbol ever went away. Yeah. Um but he just obviously stopped using it as a name. Yeah. And it was
1: so much of his brand back in the 90s.
0: And, and the thing is as well it's like, you know, every time you see that symbol you think, "Oh, that's the name of an album by Prince." Like, you know, it's it's always good advertising for his back catalog. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously his symbol, that symbol would be on the side of all the albums he released under that name as well. So, you know, there's no there's no harm in him having it everywhere um so yeah you know like you have this weird introduction where they where they say stuff like you know artist um and it's like formerly known as prince and it's like i don't know i i kind of like the 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 opening and the closing because it's just it's kind of something that prince rarely does um you know outside of the new power generation you know like um both of the first New Power Generation albums had these kind of skits, mm-hmm. um, and so it's kind of interesting to hear that in a, in like the setting of a Prince song because it, it's something that he really didn't do as Prince. Um, but like this kind of playfulness and kind of just just kind of being fun, yeah. It, you know, it's it's something that you don't really hear a lot on certainly on stuff that's branded as Prince. For New Power Generation, it was kind of more common, right? Um, but but you know, so it's, it's it's kind of interesting to hear it here as part of the introduction. Yeah,
1: and you know, it's. I I don't know if I got lucky or what, but (laughs) the songs that I've done with you, we have had a little bit of that, you know, kind of goofy Prince uh, comedy, like the Cats and the Dogs song. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So it's kind of neat to be getting another song that while the, what I guess you'd say is the actual song is very serious, the beginning and the end are just a whole lot of silliness by three men.
0: Yeah, and and this this whole thing of like, you know, artist every syllable must be heard, you know, uh you're trying to start something up in here. Like this kind of, you know, it's like I didn't call him his name. Like stuff like that like I don't know, just kind of having fun at, at Prince's expense of this kind of elaborate thing of changing his name to a symbol and like, you know, a lot of it was kind of made fun of it in the press at the time. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's fun to hear people behind the scenes who, you know, work with Prince. Just kind of having fun with the idea that they can't call him Prince. Oh yeah, they are you know, laughing
1: like, up a storm uh, on the <laughs> yeah. track too.
0: I feel like it's it's not quite as funny as they think it is, but I'm get, like, but it's one of those things where like you're hearing it and you're thinking, this is a group of people who clearly you know are friends and who you know enjoy each other's company and they're just having a laugh before they you know start recording a song, right? And uh, you know it's nice to get a little bit of a window into that. Uh, like you say, the song itself is a bit more serious, <laughs> like. There's, I don't, there was a song that was released um, by uh, I think it was the New Power Generation, or it might have been Prince, or it was um, there was there was like a track that was called "The War," and I think that was credited to the MPG. And then you have a track here that's called "Peace," and some people have you know they're kind of they're not related in any way, and they're not really the same style or anything. But like the idea that you know in the space of eighteen months, Prince did a song called "War" and then did one called "Peace." Um, you know you have to feel like there's there must have been something kind of in his head about that um you know even if they weren't kind of ever directly related or yeah i mean if he was going to do an album in the mpg starting it with something called war and finishing it with something called peace would have been you know a neat kind of bookend to the album yeah um but as it is it's just it's just another song that kind of coincidentally has roughly the same themes as this um but yeah i mean we start with this whole you know uh, when the war upon people of color through needles designed to disease instead of relief, when it ceases, I'll be a man of peace. It's like <laughs> after the, after the introduction of this kind of playfulness, you're like, hold on a second, what's happened here, Prince? <laughs> like, um, you know, he like he's immediately kind of um talking about kind of very serious issues, you know, like the drug war or the uh, you know the introduction of I get, I mean, I guess he's kind of hinting here at the whole you know CIA CIA introducing crack into black neighborhoods mm-hmm. thing that was kind of happened in the eighties. Um, but like just starting out with like a statement about the war on drugs is kind of like after the, after the opening, it really, it really feels like the song kind of takes a turn. Right. And you're like, what? like, I mean, I guess it's called peace. So you could kind of expect something like this, but, um, I don't know like this, this like I don't as well, like there's kind of, like the chorus itself is kind of you know just like the whole you know peace. Uh, that's what we're here for, right. and not to war. Yeah, that's like pretty much the, the whole kind of chorus. It's it's but really simplistic,
1: this. but uh, I, I that's the intent. You know, is to get that yeah idea stuck in your head while putting all the substance within the the verses. But what was wild for me was when I first listened to this, I couldn't, and I I have some trouble with that in general. But I couldn't grasp anything that he was actually singing. Um, except Until he got to the chorus um, Yeah And A part of the reason for that Is just The music, the melody the, 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 the groove Feels like what you would expect A Prince song to sound like Like this sounds like the most Like mainstream Prince style song Post 1990 I think
0: I mean, it is It is definitely like that, um, you know, I mean, Mr. Hayes and Larry Graham are the only kind of people that are credited on this track. Mr. Hayes is mostly known for doing keyboards, and Larry Graham, obviously, you know, known for being a very famous bassist. Um, so you, you kind of get, like, that groove with the bass, and, you know, you have a lot of keyboards. It's like, a you know, keyboards on top of keyboards, which is kind of the, you know, the post-1990 print sound. Um, you know, and, um, the, I mean it doesn't sound to me like it's a real drum kit, but it might just be the production. Um, but it, that kind of, that fake Prince kind of drum sound yeah. um, is also on the, the song, which again is something kind of, I would say kind of post 93 to kind of 2003 Prince usually has that kind of fake drum sound. If it's Prince, if he has drummers like John Blackwell or Michael Bland or whatever, then you get kind of a different kind of real drum sound. Um, so yeah, it, it has that kind of typical kind of 90s Prince production. Um, but yeah, like I, I mean, this because you have the, the the statement of you know I'll be a man of peace um, throughout this this first verse where he talks about you know when this mask of vendetta like the tears on the face of Coretta <laughs> roll down and go away I'll be happier I'll be a man of peace like so so before the chorus he's he's introduced this idea about being a man of peace mm-hmm. um, you know but then like we then like later on in the song you kind of get the um, I don't know if I'll call it wrapping, but you, you do kind of get prints with the very long kind of, um, you know, like third verse, which is just, um, it, feel, it feels, co- I don't want to say like stream of consciousness, because I don't think it is, but it's a lot of kind of ideas one after the other, right? Um, you know, and, and before kind of immediately kind of going back into the chorus, which like you say, very kind of simple. Um, And because he's got Larry Graham there as well, like after the second time he does the chorus, he finishes by saying bass and then we get some Larry Graham bass, which is something (laughs) which, again, is something kind of 90s Prince would always do is when he wanted a specific instrument, he would say a specific instrument and then you get kind of uh, that instrument kind of gets the focus for like, you know, a couple of bars. Um, So but I do kind of I do kind of like that that Prince, the Prince who names instruments is always one of my favorites because it's just um, I don't know. It's it's just kind of fun when yeah. he when he kind of says the name of the instrument and then that's what because it it just feels very simple. And it's also, but it also kind of it's kind of an old school rock and roll thing to do, you know? Yeah, guitar, drums. <laughs> To give yeah, and and there's a song, you know, a few years after this, literally called "Guitar," where Prince talks about his guitar for an entire <laughs> song, and 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 basically, it's kind of that. It's just literally someone's naming the instrument, and then that just being the focus of the entire song. You know, he says, "When when the time that we spend watching TV depends on whether or not it destroyed or transcend, then I won't need, won't need a warranty." <laughs> Which I'm like, good. Yeah. Okay, uh, a warranty for your television, maybe I'm not sure. Uh, when the power of the hour is not yours, but it's ours, and the faces that we see reflect all that we will be, indeed, there'll be a jubilee. Um, now, I mean, I don't know if I would say that this song is speaking in particular to black issues, but obviously he does say at the very beginning, um, you know, people of color. Right. He talks about you know needles, and then he, he, I mean, he talks about the face of Coretta, and I'm not 100 percent sure what he's referring to there. Um, but I'm guessing that that's a reference that some people will probably get without having to Google it. Oh, um, and I believe then it's th-
1: Coretta Scott King.
0: Okay, well, there you go. See, not someone that I, I think I would even be aware of.
1: Oh, that was uh, Martin Luther King's wife. So the tears would be the reference ah, to when he he was assassinated.
0: See, there you go. See, I mean, I know about Martin Luther King, but that's pretty much about as much as I know about Martin Luther King. is just, you know, I have a dream. He got killed. Martin Luther King Day. There we go. That's my entire... <laughs> I'm I'm joking. I know slightly more than that, but yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't have known his wife's name, in a song, um, unless unless he if he'd have said Coretta King, then maybe I'd have got it. But um, you know, so but yeah, the the idea as well where he says, uh, you know, I mean, this whole thing about watching TV. Um, I, I guess uh, I mean there is a thing obviously that's, that's you know quite well known for on um, you know American um, you know nightly news, which is always highlighting suspects that are black. And, you know, that kind of almost being, like, even even if there are way more murders, that you know, in any area that are committed by people that are white, it always seems to be on the nightly news, you know, the suspect was black. Right. And I think maybe that's what he's talking about, which is, you know, where the, the TV is trying to destroy uh, this particular community um, instead of, you know, transcending um But, uh, yeah, I I mean, also the thing where he says the faces we see reflect uh, all that we will be. So, again, that feels like he's talking about, you know, shows on television that aren't giving a positive uh, reflection of, you know, the black community. Yeah.
1: And I think that line and the line just before it, when the power of the hour is not yours, but is ours, is kind of reflective of, of what that entire stanza is all about
0: and I, I would say the situation has maybe improved a little bit i don't know i don't watch you know american nightly tv <laughs> um, but i would certainly say in terms of like representation representation on um you know network television you know there are more shows that kind of reflect um you know different identities um you know i mean a, a perfect example would be blackish which uh, in recent months actually did an episode all about prince so <laughs> so i'm sure prince would approve of that right um you know, so so I guess, like, people looking for identity through TV shows, maybe, you know, Prince is saying you probably shouldn't do that until there's a better representation on television. Like, you know, watching, watching TV is probably not a good thing at this particular time. Right. Although I'm not quite sure why he says there'll be a jubilee. I mean... Uh, They'll celebrate, Uh, I
1: think, is really kind of what he wanted to go for, but... uh,
0: I guess maybe he's just going for the rhyme. I mean, to me, any jubilee is just how old is the queen? Right. Um, You know, 25th jubilee, you know, her golden jubilee when she was on the throne for 50 years. Right. Recently, she was on the throne for 60 years. When I think of jubilees, I think of how old is the queen? (laughs) Um, Which... I don't, which I guess I guess is not it's not something that most people would think of. But then I was born in a jubilee year, so yeah. I think in the U.S. And I, I when
1: we think of a jubilee, it's I, at least when I think of a jubilee, it's I, I had no idea that it had anything to do with the Queen. I just always thought it was just a synonym for a party uh, or yeah. Kind of I, get, I mean that's
0: that's. I mean, that's what it is. But, yeah, obviously we're just celebrating the fact that the Queen hasn't died yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although I do know some people who are looking forward to the day that the Queen dies because, you know, we'll definitely get a few days off work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, apparently there is a uh, <laughs> there is. I mean, I'm saying this now, and between recording and airing, there's a chance, that, you know, the Queen's not super young. So, uh, But uh, apparently there is, like, a 12-day plan, which four of which involve nobody going to work for four days mm-hmm. to mourn the Queen, so... Wow, you know, I'm looking for looking forward to those four days off work. Um, <laughs> but yes, <yeah>, so, <laughs> so uh, Prince finishes up saying he's talking about freedom. Uh, the rewards that we share will be based on what's fair, not the curliness or thickness of a hair. Real competition, if you dare. Um, I, I love all those rhymes, one after the other. Uh, music is our middle name. We don't want to play your game. So when the mergers that you make are with us, uh, and you take a fair slice of the cake that we bake, then you break. That would be real cool but uh, you'll want to act like fools. I feel like that's, that little chunk there is about the whole Warner Brothers thing. This is obviously, you know, f- the wounds are still fresh in Prince's mind here. Yeah, there, there's a um, lot of you know.
1: uh, mixture of both uh, race issues and his specific issues. with, uh, <laughs> with And, and, and yeah. you know, to be fair, he, he did, it wasn't just about himself. It was about uh, how they took advantage of artists in general
0: um yeah i mean he ended up with 100 million out of the deal though so mm-hmm. i guess some of that was about him <laughs> so, yeah um you know he didn't do too badly out of it uh but yeah the whole kind of you know take a take a fair slice uh you know of the cake that we bake I, I think that's the most important thing it's not just a fair slice of what's going it's it's the we bake part it's the cake that they've made and yet somehow they're getting a thin sliver of it and right. somebody else is eating the rest of it so uh so it's, it's a good metaphor it really works um, you know, but I, I mean, I also, I mean, I like the whole kind of that would be real cool, but you all want to act like fools. <laughs> <laughs> um, Prince is kind of, and then, and then, of course, he goes with the can't we all just get along, which, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I'm, I can't even remember where that quote comes from, but no, um, he
1: wasn't the trucker. Rodney King was, he was beaten by cops, um, yes, savagely beaten by cops for. Apparently having a small amount of marijuana on him.
0: And that was what he said, wasn't it? Uh, Afterwards, yeah.
1: And during an interview, he was like, can't we all just get along?
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, I like like Prince when he kind of, I mean, that's not contemporary, really. It's still like eight years earlier, but it's still still interesting that he puts that quote in here. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we get to the chorus, which is, you know, peace, that's what we're here for, not a war, peace, peace you know a bit of the kind of call and response thing you know we get larry graham taking the lead on a couple of lines as well in the choruses um you know and then after the song finishes we then go back to the kind of uh in studio banter from the uh the various participants do you think um,
1: that it's just a coincidence that when he goes uh peace that's what we're here for that it sounds almost exactly like uh war what is it good for
0: i don't think it's a coincidence you know, I think I think Prince obviously, you know, he would have been aware of that song, um, so he's probably realised that it's going to be roughly the same syllables, uh, and so it kind of is a response, I would guess, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the um, song
1: sounds nothing like War, but yeah. that little bit, like, it just matches perfectly to War. What
0: is it good for? You know, it's just like. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Larry Graham is on the track and, you know, he was known for, uh, you know, his funk in the 70s. So yeah. I, I feel like that that might be maybe the influence that's, uh, that's kind of there. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think it's interesting because, uh, you know, the fact that, that this wasn't initially going to be a new Power Generation project, um, you know, Prince was kind of, you know, looking to do one more MPG album, um, but then he kind of backed off that, um and um i mean prince claimed this as the first cyber single <laughs> from from the forthcoming piece and of course Peace was never forthcoming <laughs> so i find it i find it funny when prince does that there's a few there's a few songs where he's he's declared that this is the first thing from a forthcoming project and then the project never arrives <laughs> but nobody ever really says anything that you know prince but by the time pr- people think about it prince has already delivered like another three or four albums um, so you can't be like well where was that album uh the uh, the artwork for the uh the packaging of the single was quite interesting because it was basically a, a kind of cardboard backing with a triangular piece of cardboard at the front mm-hmm. that was held in place by some velcro that connected through the cd's hole um so not like a conventional case um but I'm. I mean, I I didn't bother looking on eBay or anything to see if people have got copies of it. But I'm guessing they're probably going to be very expensive because, um, you know, they were only sold like for the first I think the first date, or the first couple of dates on the two thousand one tour. Um, so they were probably hard to find, and I'm guessing, you know, to, hard to find now in good condition would probably be a guess of mine. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I would say for myself probably only a three out of five. I mean. Um, a lot of the stuff that's on Slaughterhouse and Chocolate Invasion feels a bit kind of piecemeal, and the fact that this kind of has like almost a kind of like MPG style skit at the beginning and end, it like it feels like it's meant to be part of a bigger album, but on on Slaughterhouse it sounds kind of out of place because because it doesn't really make sense with those skits. Right. Um, so I mean I I you know the kind of the main body of the song, which is only about like three and a half minutes um I still think it's an enjoyable song um and I you know I like some of the rhyme schemes in there and stuff and the the way Prince delivers it but uh, it just feels like kind of um you know basic prince you know like kind of yeah you know uh, you know I, it's I not it's you. not really anything kind of special or memorable
1: yeah when I heard the song and didn't understand the lyrics uh that's exactly how I thought I was like well this sounds exactly what I would expect a, a prince song uh kind of a later day prince song to sound like and uh um, then I looked up the lyrics and I was like, "That's definitely not the lyrics that I, you know, would have <laughs> expected." Uh, yeah. which we thought was kind of funny because you know, usually, you know, as a as a casual fan, looked, most of what I heard from Prince is you know the overtly sexual stuff, and uh, yeah, this I'm, was is not at all.
0: I mean, I would I would like, say that there was some stuff from around this time where Prince did get like a little bit political, but you know, right. It's not like he ever did like a you know an album of kind of political songs. He would just do one here or there, and right. his politics was never kind of I don't know. Like he you know he's he wants you know the kind of the black community to be treated better. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a radical idea or anything. Like you know <laughs> I, 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 he doesn't really propose any ideas. He's just kind of saying, well, when things are better, then we should do this. And he's a man of peace and that, but that's like, he's not, he's not really kind of expanding on the ideas. And I think that was always the kind of shortcomings with Prince's more political stuff. It's like, you know, it, it, he's never proposing any solutions. He's always just kind of like, well, this is bad. And you're like, well, we know Prince, <laughs> like, like, you're not, you're not telling and, us anything. We don't, you know, know
1: he ties and it, It's kind of strange that he ties these issues ultimately into his issues with the record companies. You know, the, the publishers. Yeah. So it's just, just... It's it's a weird juxtaposition. Kind of typic- typical he, of his
0: stuff around this time, though. He, like, bigger issues were always... And Prince's record contract was a punishment. And, you know, like... That always ended up being what he tied it to. I would rate it...
1: I'd rate it about a three out of five. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't... Like you said, it doesn't really stick out. It doesn't feel... It feels like what you would expect. It's interesting but it's not it doesn't say anything great you know yeah the odd bits at the end are fun but don't make me think you know i got to listen to this song just for these little skits and then you know have the have this the fun song in between it just it feels it feels discordant almost yeah and uh yeah it's I mean, it's a good groove it's a good song i'd probably just you know fast forward to the song part rather than listen to the skits
0: <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's something that i that when prince had albums that had the skits that were separate like uh, exodus for new power generation i you know i would just take the skits out I mean, let's, let's just get to the songs <laughs> if you got the option to not listen to them i'm not going to listen to them uh, this song was only yeah, ever that... performed once uh on the 20th of huh. may 2000 uh at paisley park um, and then, guess he wasn't a big fan of it either. No, I, 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 I. mean, it's funny because you know there were some songs that were kind of part of the MPG Music Club where Prince would perform them quite a bit, uh, but there are a lot that basically Prince would do one single performance. Um, you know, they'd be available to stream or whatever, and then that would be it. You know, he'd move on. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, I guess that I guess that that's kind of what he did with this song. Uh, the fact that he, you know, he did that performance in two thousand, and then it was almost a year later before you know, he started to kind of officially release it as a single, I, you know, it kind of shows that he maybe he had other things on his mind in between where he was just, like, trying stuff out. I think that's the, the good thing about the MPG Music Club was that Prince could kind of try something, and then if it never eventually found an album, it didn't really matter. Um, and, that, you know, that's that's obviously, you know, where Slaughterhouse and Chocolate Invasion came in, where it was like, well, this is just collecting, you know, random songs that Prince was trying. Um, you know, and some of these might have, you know, if Prince had... Maybe being a little bit more focused, maybe some of these would have turned into an album and, you know, you would have had a bunch of songs that were in a similar vein. But as it is, um, as I've said with a lot of the songs on Slaughterhouse and uh, Chocolate Invasion, they just feel like a bunch of songs that are put together, you know, for no kind of real reason. (laughs) So, right. you know, you just kind of of listen to them all in one go and you're like, well, this is a lot of interesting ideas. I'm not quite sure that Prince really (laughs) knew where he was going with any of them. Um, And that's kind of how I feel about Peace. Um, the song not the concept obviously we would all <laughs> say we would all like peace <laughs> so I feel like we said about as much as we can about this track so let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug Stan uh, sure
1: uh, check me uh, <laughs> you can check out my show uh, They See Me Rolling uh, at this point we have already started our second uh, campaign our first one went for a year two years and a half so we're done with that story and if you aren't into d d but you like uh, role play or whatever or you like maybe superheroes the whole new campaign is all about uh, teen superheroes uh, using a, uh, a game called masks which is based off of not based off of but inspired by the teen titans so in this story uh, Hayden was the GM and uh, I am uh, another character a pubescent uh, vampire not a vampire who entered puberty but a pubescent boy who got bitten and turned (laughs) into a vampire the worst possible time in a person's life and uh, is stuck there forever uh, learning to be a superhero so it's bizarre
0: and where can we find you
1: and you can find me specifically at on twitter at at stan no at race car fast lane
0: and you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us not sure why you would at prince at by track at gmail.com <laughs> thanks so much more for being my guest here stan
1: thank you so much appreciate you having me on <laughs> and otherwise goodbye
0: Bye. <laughs>